It was a balmy night in August 1879 when returning from a debate in Spring Hill, Ohio, to my home in Morency, Michigan, about 1 a.m., I saw a beautiful rainbow north by northwest against a dense, black, nimbus cloud. The sky was all perfectly clear except this dark cloud, which covered about 40 degrees of the horizon and extended about halfway to the zenith. The phenomenon was entirely new to me, and my nerves were refreshed by the balmy air and the lovely sight. Old Morpheus was playing his sweetest lullaby. Another mile of travel, a few moments of time, a fellow of my size was ensconced in sweet home and wrapped in sweet sleep. A first class know nothing till rosy sweet morning was wide over the fields. To awake and look abroad and remember the night was to be filled with sweet melody. A while at the organ brought forth a piece of music now known as the unclouded day. A day and a half was bestowed on the four stances. Josiah Kelly Alwood said this of the song he wrote, which would go on to become a popular church hymnal and would be recorded many times over, with the first popular recording belonging to the Staple Singers in 1956. That's right, it's the unclouded day on Cover Me. Oh, That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs in their many cover versions and compares them against one another to find out which one is an uncloudy day. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my... Shit, I can't just use the word cloud a bunch of times over. That's hacky. Cloud. Cloud McCloudsman. That's my name. <laughs> joined by Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger, that's actually my name. That's the, Alex, how you doing today? What's up? What's I'm, good? I'm doing pretty good. My voice sounds like death, but I don't feel like death anymore. So the cold, I think, is I going away. I know a place, uh, and drink a, my tea. a kingdom, you know, where there's never a cloudy day, Alex. A kingdom in, <laughs> a kingdom in the sky? Yeah, buddy. Golden chairs and all that. Also with us in the studio, not on mic, Stephen Reynolds. Hi. Woo. <laughs> Did that pick up? Probably. Presence. Um, Alex, why are we talking about this song today? Um, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about these eyes. I think it was these eyes. And there was a version by the Staples Singers. Was it these eyes? No. Yeah, if it was a couple of weeks ago, no. I'm, I'm blanking. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about us. We talked about this podcast. <laughs> and before that, it was last Christmas. We did talk about the Staples Okay, so Singers. maybe it was more like a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah, we, we talked about the Staples Singers. And I noticed that there was a quote on their Wikipedia page mm-hmm. about uh, from like Bob Dylan about this version, talking about I how he I heard it when quote. he was in high school or whatever. The most mysterious thing I'd ever heard. Actually, hang on, let me try. I gotta, I gotta be <laughs> Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. That's actually. the most mysterious thing I'd ever heard. I'd ever heard. So he apparently was a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw the name of the song, and I realized that it was the same name as the Don Henley song I knew, because the album that this is on for the Don Henley version is... Um, can't stand still which i happen to have on vinyl mm. i don't know why i don't know who got it but i end up with these things sometimes yeah and uh so i knew the song so i felt oh well, there's a bunch of covers so let's talk about it but yeah it's also a little weird because it's like a hymn it is it is it was originally he's a gospel writer this josiah kelly alwood guy 
And it was made in 1879 yeah. where the only thing he's... you could write about in music was God. <laughs> yeah. He's like a minister. Yeah. And I think like that's the only way you'd ever get remembered is like that's what the folk music was mm-hmm. in this part of the world at that time. So. And yeah, it took him a day and a half to write four stanzas. I know. And it's like pretty simple. Well, I guess the writing, but like the melody is like um, it's a major pentatonic scale. Mm hmm. Well, yeah, I didn't say the music took him that long, just the just the actual lyrics. Right, well, Alex, I want you to know that, that I fucking hate you for picking this song. Because this was, like, ten country versions. Yeah, a lot of country versions. It was, it was like, eight country versions, <laughs> and then John Hanley. Yeah, and the, <laughs> with the staples. With some white singers. reggae. Uh, yes. Well, All right. That's well, been Cover Me. That's, that's uh, the episode. Um, hit us up on the internet. You know where to find us. You know where to find us. Or so, you don't. Um, Alex, should we talk about... I don't know the actual original lyrics, because the Staples singers don't I don't, don't either. The Staples singers... All four stanzas. They just yeah. use two, don't they? Theirs is very sparse, and like Bob Dylan was saying, it's very like mysterious because mm-hmm. of that. But then, I, I've been using the Willie Nelson version. Yeah, that seems to be the most complete. Because that's what everyone seems to use. Mm-hmm. And it, I assume these are the original lyrics, particularly... Um, it must be. Yeah. Like especially later on, we're gonna talk about Johnny Cash and like he's been singing it for a long time with these lyrics. So. Yeah, he also performed it with his mom. Yeah. On uh, on the Johnny Cash show in 1970. Actually, the Johnny Cash show. Did he yeah. Have a show? <laughs> he oh, did yeah. apparently have a show. Um. Yeah. So let's talk about these Willie Nelson lyrics. Spoiler alert for everybody: this song's about heaven. It is. Um. Are you on? You on Genius for that bad boy? Yeah. Um, the unclouded day. Got it right here. Um, read it out for me, Alex. Oh, they tell me of a home far beyond the skies. Okay. They tell me of a home far away. Yeah. They tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise. Oh, they tell me of an unclouded day. So hang on a second here, Josiah. A home is not a day. <laughs> Every line pre- preceding unclouded days, like they tell me about this place. It's, here's more about the place. The place is really great. There's no clouds there. But yeah. it's only one day. It's only one day. It rhymes. Is that though. like it with the Lord? It's everlasting daytime or some shit. Is that? I don't know. That's not one I've ever heard before. Uh, Moose, is that in the Bible? Is it... Moose, you want to you want to pull up the Bible there real quick? Um, Moose. <laughs> we regret to inform you, Moose. Moose, Moose what are you what are you playing? What are you playing? Gwent on there or something? Unbelievable. We it can't get good help these days. <laughs> Wikipedia, nice. Um, yeah. So this this is pretty standard, like church singing. Yeah, it's but also like it's old school. It it sounds very like, well, it's like gospel. It's it's American, you know, more so than anything else. It doesn't sound like either the like really old hymns. Yeah, Um, it's not like uh like hark the herald angel you know the christmas song. yeah it's not a christmas song and like we we did him sing in school mm. or i assume you did as well because i did you know we and did. we didn't go to the same elementary yeah, school but it, it was still a, a catholic school liking for chocolate and liking vanilla either that's right Alex. <laughs> <laughs> i never sang that song you didn't i don't think so i like chocolate and i like vanilla but that doesn't matter at all because we're friends Right to the end. Right, but that's like a modern one. Yeah. Right? There's also like the modern um, 
hymns that are like which are about race relations, which are about race relations, and aren't the best. What else is a modern hymn? Ah, fuck! I don't want to. I don't know. Like the there's some that sound like maybe it's just the recording. But did you ever like? Did anyone ever put on those like religious CDs, and then it would just be like shitty Christian rock? Yeah, I've listened to Creed before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're right. This is that very like American gospel music, and that it's like, oh, they tell me some stuff, and it looks like some stuff. Yeah, and then uh, they move on. Of course, there's the chorus. Uh, oh, the land of a cloudless day. It's the land of a cloudless day. So I mm-hmm. guess it's just every day. Every day is because Un- it's just one day. Because there is no night with God. Because night it's is cloudless bad. and it's unclouded. But if there's no sun. There's no concept of night and day. Is that a fact? So does that mean there's always night? Because night is kind of the default state of everything. But it's an unclouded day. It's a cloudless day. So it's not True. night. He was calling it day. day. <laughs> Josiah didn't even think about what it would be like if there was no concept of vision. Ugh. Come on, Josiah. Come on, Josiah. Um, Read the Bible. And there's no, it's not stormy. You know, I, I, this is a very surface level song as far as yeah I well know. there's no like there's no strife you know there's no bad stuff storm yeah. clouds are bad storm clouds bad do we have those no regular not here. clouds i guess still bad because they're not there either <laughs> yeah we don't have any clouds particularly not storm clouds but no clouds at all so it was also, really redundant he said he saw a rainbow at 1 a.m i'm not a scientist alex is that possible i there have there has to be sun right yeah so no so yeah between unless like spring hill ohio in like the mid midwest or new england or wherever he was he's in between spring hill ohio and um morency michigan so he's you know on the in the east ish right i don't know my okay uh, okay moose can we get a a moose can we get a united states map real real quick here Find us Ohio and Michigan, which I assume are right next to each other. <laughs> that does not help. Let me uh, let me just type in Ohio real quick on the old, the old Safari. It's gonna be machine. the song Ohio by Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. It took all of them? No, it took me to Weather.com for Calgary's <laughs> weather. Um, that's not helpful. Though. It's not even remotely helpful. We're trying to figure out where it is, Alex. It's the Midwest. Why would you think it was in the East? Well, let me let me see it. Let me see it. Stupid, Alex. Yeah, it's just under Detroit. That's East-ish. It says Midwest. Yeah, it's the Midwest, but it's like, it's like right underneath Eastern Canada. Oh, it is pretty East. You're right, Alex. Yeah, (laughs) I take back everything (laughs) I ever said about you. (laughs) You know, out east where the Midwest is. Yep. Um. So it's not like it's far enough north that part of the year they have sunlight all day or something. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. I think he's full of shit. Yeah. And ketamine, apparently. <laughs> and uh, then again, like, he knew, knows how many degrees of the horizon it covered. Yeah, uh, 40 degrees. Well, you know, approximately. North by northwest. But like, why you would say 40 and not like, did he say 40? He did. He said 40 And not degrees. like 45, which is what you'd think, like. The difference yeah. is so slim, but like, what are you gonna say? Thirty degrees, maybe sixty, forty-five, ninety. Like, yeah, it's, so many degrees. Like forty is so specific. It is very specific. 
Josiah. So he's he's a, a genius in terms of identifying angles. Yeah, he clearly squandered his talents if it took him a day and a half to write stances. <laughs> <laughs> like this, like most of the lines are the same. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, moving into verse three, then, then it starts to get like very obviously like about... I think this is obviously Christian to me. I don't know oh, if other yeah. religions talk in this way, but like of a king and his beauty with capital H. I think we do we even there. talk about where my friends have gone? Um no, we didn't. Of, of that land far away where the tree of life and eternal bloom shows. Oh yeah, I missed the second verse. The unclouded day. Yeah. So he does that first. So so now we know it's about heaven, because yeah. apparently all his friends are dead, which is depressing. Um it's probably why he's fucking hooked on morphine or whatever he said he was <laughs> I said I said ketamine. Ketamine, yep. But uh who knows? I don't know what they had access to in the I mean, late. I was 1800s. thinking about his reference to old Morpheus, which Oh Morpheus, yeah, yeah, yeah. The god of sleep. Yeah. That's right. And maybe other things. Um, this isn't my notes. This so is... yeah, that's where the tree the tree of life is is that a thing in Christianity? I thought that was just Norse. Yeah, uh, it's tough to say. I feel like there's so much like appropriation right. by the by like Christianity throughout the years that honestly anything could be Christian. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I'll take Tree of Life. It sheds its fragrance through the unclouded day, and then yeah. So then, oh, they tell me of a king in his beauty there, and even in the lyrics I'm looking at, it's capitalized. Yeah, so we know it's a big deal. Yeah, it's capital it's, H his. Capital H his, and they tell me that mine eyes shall behold. Where he sits on the throne that is whiter than snow in the city that is made of gold. Yeah, they like gold and white. Yeah, that's the, the two colors of, of good times. That's, that's the god colors. That is. That's why uh, Easter eggs are actually pagan. 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 Because pagan. you color them like other colors. They start out white and you're like, make them green. Oh. No, I made that up. Okay. Yeah. I believed it. Okay. I just always, like, you know Ukrainian people, and they always make the good Easter eggs? Yeah. You know, Ukraine's got the good, good eggs. <laughs> it's just like, they always seem to know more about Christianity than every other part of the world. That is, I don't know. I mean, it's all different, like, uh, like types of Christianity, too. Because I think, I mean, there's, like, Ukrainian Catholic Church, which right. is slightly different from the Catholic Church we grew up in, more or less. Yeah, with the Probably eggs. me more than you, a little bit. Yeah. I, I've always assumed. I don't know. I went to a youth group though. So I don't oh, think... I went to a youth group once because I went. I went with a buddy, and then I, I think there was chocolate at some point. I was like, "This isn't bad." Oh, I didn't get chocolate. <sighs> Trying to seduce my heathen mind. I got. I got to fast one time for thirty hours. <laughs> that fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they didn't just pull that shit on us out of nowhere. <laughs> we signed up, but it seemed like a good idea at the time. I feel like I was supposed to raise money or something, but I don't think I did. You just didn't eat for 30 yeah, hours? Yeah, I am questioning why now. <laughs> I don't recall. <laughs> I could drink water. Were you supposed to learn anything from the experience, or were you just trying to make money? I don't remember. I didn't make any money, for sure. Certainly not. And, of course, you don't remember because you didn't have enough energy in that time. Yeah, I passed out <laughs> halfway passed through out. and just slept it off. Okay. Last, last verse. He smiles on his children there. Yeah. And his smile drives their sorrows all away. And they tell me that no tears ever come again on that lovely land of unclouded day. day. It's because they're dead. They can't cry anymore. They can't cry anymore. And they don't have tear ducts because they don't have a body. 
it's always bananas what the 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 concepts of heaven you'll hear about from songs and things. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you just go up there and God smiles at you and you can't cry. <laughs> like so it's like visiting my grandpa. Like. <laughs> <laughs> And there's others where it's like, you know, oh, you go up there and it's nonstop heart music, baby. Like, Some music. To, what every, song is that? <laughs> I just feel like that's an image that gets thrown a lot around. It's just like, oh, the angels are singing. You go. Oh, with, harp music. See, yeah. they said harp music. And I was like, yeah, the band harp. Yeah, they listen to heart up there. You know. <laughs> what about love? I'm you want someone to care about you. Yeah, you get to listen You're to like, that. yo, St. Peter, aren't you going to update that shit? <laughs> they're not even, I mean, they're not dead right now, so. Although there is that song by Talking Heads. It's called Heaven. And they talk about how heaven is a place where nothing nothing ever happens. But also, it's a party that everyone is invited to. Mm. And the band is playing your favorite song. And when they finish, they start over again. Sounds like a good deal. Yeah, that's all right. When the party's over, it will start again. So... That's another thing. Hey, so speaking of talking awesome. heads, did you watch uh, John uh, Mulaney and the Sackwatch yeah, Bunch? Yeah, I did. That is all. David Byrne was in that. Yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised by seeing David Byrne yeah. in that. Anyway, that's something that happened recently. And those are the lyrics. So yeah, if you lyrics. guys were confused because we kind of just went off track as much as possible, <clears throat> there's this place called Heaven. It's good. It's real good. It's like fucking good. Bro. There's no clouds, which fucking sounds a little choice. warm because sometimes you need cloud cover. Yeah, sometimes whatever. it's you know, a little but There's much. also no storm clouds. But clouds here are a metaphor for bad things. Mm-hmm. And the sun is a metaphor for probably God. So there's no nothing between you and God anymore. He's just like, boom, mm-hmm. right there. So the source of light is not the sun in this equation. But no, God. it's God smiling upon you. Yeah. If you don't have eyes, remember, you're dead. That's right. And it dries up all your tears, though. You also don't have tear ducts because you're dead. You're dead. And your body is gone. Although, that I'm a little confused about. I'm not um, totally up. I don't know what this particular Christian sect, or any really, would have believed. Because there's like the rapture, right? Right. I, these are like Protestant, like American Christian sects, mm-hmm. I believe. Sure. So I would expect them to believe in the rapture. But in the rapture, all the bodies like rise into heaven, right? Right. So you like get your body back. But then you have to, what, poop in heaven? I don't know. Sounds like the worst time. Yeah. So maybe he does believe you'll have a body in heaven even though you're dead. But it's not clear to me. I don't know if you just like nap until then or if you go to heaven and then come back. It I don't know. I don't I'm not up on my on my Christian mythology. Man. Re the rapture. But anyway, that's the basic idea. And there's also he's got a white um throne cuz white is the strongest color? I think it's the purest color, right? Like yeah, I guess so. It's like all the it's, it's like so much. It's all the light. It's all the shades of light. Yeah, altogether. and then gold is like mm, riches. Gold's like good shit. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's it. That's the lyrics. Let's talk about the first recorded version of "Note," which is the Staple Singers in 1956. Oh, Yeah, were there earlier versions than um, this? Probably. That were recorded? Yeah, none that like I could this find. This is like but... the popular one, though. <clears throat> this, yeah, this one like sold mm-hmm. records. That's because Mavis Staples provides the deep vocals, and she was 16 at the time of the recording. Which, that's another thing in the, in the Bob Dylan quote. He's like, holy shit, she's like my age. I could do this. Oh, and then shit. he did, and now he's Bob Dylan. 
At the time, he was Robert Zimmerman. That's right. So what that's a something. difference. Yeah. Um, I should change my name to Bob Dylan. <laughs> it's worked once. <laughs> It'll work again. God damn it. Yeah. So this version, yeah, he said it. It's spooky, and it is very like sparse. Mm-hmm. So like they come in with this really wavery like guitar. Yeah. And just like play these like really sparse chords and pick some notes. I would say the guitar is very bluesy in nature on this. Boop. Yeah, totally. It's playing the like bang a bang a bang bang Yeah. And then there's all the singers doing their like kind of backup. They start the intro isn't part of the lyrics on genius, I don't think, until like the main vocal comes in. Yeah. Because um, they just kind of do some oh they tell me. Yeah. And yeah, it is like it is I get that like spooky ethereal thing. Because like they're singing and there's a bunch of them singing and it's like an old school recording. So it's kind of lower quality, you know, mm-hmm. but you get that like, Oh, they tell me. And, but there's like so many of them. So it's like totally spread out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got a very like haunting <laughs> chorus effect. And then in the later half, they sort of separate where you get the backup singers and then you get Mavis taking that deep front role. Yeah. She sings her lyrics, which like we said, it's like two verses. Do they sing the chorus part? Um, I've got their lyrics pulled up. Here. Kind of. They kind of mash it up, right? Yeah, so they tell me of a home far beyond the no, skies. No, they sing the chorus. They tell me of a home far yeah. away. And they tell me a home where no storm clouds rise. They tell me of an unclouded day. And then they do the land of cloudless day, unclouded sky. They tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise. Well, well, oh, yes. They yeah, so then it's, it's like mostly vocal. There's that guitar. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of like her singing low voice, you know. Yeah. Um, tell me, and there's a lot of like vocal runs and stuff. Yeah, yeah and it's then very all much the other ones. Driven. Yeah, they're in the background. Yes, oh yes, they tell me. So mm-hmm. like, it's kind of got that like small choir feel because yeah. there's like maybe five of them or so. I don't remember. This is like a choir in a broke down church. Yeah, you know? it's not like a big choir like. I don't remember if any of these versions have that or not, but um, um, not really. There's some choirs, but yeah. like this is like anyway. It it feels like more in terms of like worship. It feels it feels old. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel like a new style of worship. It feels like a dusty church. Yeah, you know, just because it sounds old. Yeah, and part of that is, I guess, just the benefit <laughs> of the recording equipment of the time. Yeah, like it must be, right? Cuz mm-hmm. it sounds like it's from what year? 56. Yeah, it sounds like it's from the 50s. Yeah. So like Yeah, yeah this is honestly a, a very I can see why it got popular. It's got a good <laughs> quality to it. It's very attractive. And like beyond what we said, I don't know how much else I can say about this one. Yeah, it's like it's super slow for mm-hmm. one. Um but I don't know what else to say. Yeah. It's just like this kind of haunting ethereal slow plotting song and it's got that like subtle like power to it that you sometimes like feel like that you might get from a, a hymn yeah type thing where like the the people singing it have this feel of this like reverence reverent i think yeah that, that, there is that's a, the quality like a I solemn like. reverence in it with that should we uh move into the first cover version oh yes i think we should yes the first one oh, that's yes like, we should that sounds like a pop version Oh, they tell me I'm home far beyond 
So yeah, Willie Nelson. All right, Willie Nelson. This is the first like poppy version. Yeah, very upbeat, very country. Yeah, pretty country. Uh, apparently, outlaw country. I don't know what makes something outlaw country. This sounds pretty tame. I only know outlaw country from <laughs> Archer. <laughs> Archer, yeah. Um, he's, this is like this is one of the few country singers I know about. He's been around for fucking ever. He has 69 studio albums, which is 69 so many. studio 69. albums. Um, Fuck I've always known him as more of like the weed guy. Yeah, just the dude um, who smokes a lot of weed and like I think occasionally uh, hangs yeah. out with Snoop Dogg. Occasionally, like who doesn't, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, Martha Stewart fucking. Does. <laughs> so this is apparently out, but I guess sometimes we talk about old rock and roll. We're like, this sounds so tame. But mm-hmm. then, like, they didn't play it on radios because they're like, this is too risque. Right. Like, so you're too, saying that's what much. this is. It's very because, fun, because I mean, yeah. How is, twangy that guitar is. It's also at the, start. the mid 70s. So, like, I don't know. Maybe the country. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, late, like, 1977. I don't know, man. Rush had released 2112 a year prior. Yeah. Like, there was. And that wasn't probably played on the radio because it was too long. But <laughs> it's too fucking long. Um,. And, like, Led Zeppelin existed, like, mm-hmm. well into their life. Yeah, like, hard rock was, like, yeah. was on its feet. So, I don't know. Um, but this doesn't sound very outlaw to me. Maybe it's more about resisting the, like, trends. Okay. But like, I don't know. Of, of I don't having, know what the trends like, were either. Like, audibly appealing music. Yeah. I <laughs> audibly appealing. Yeah, this is very, like, twangy. There's mm-hmm. a band. This isn't even banjo. Like yeah. twangy guitar, I think yeah. there's a banjo maybe. Um, let me see here. Uh, I'm, I haven't, I didn't write banjo down, so maybe not. No, we get a we get a piana in here though. Oh, a piana, yeah. So he like opens with like this sort of guitar solo, and the piano's like playing low yeah. chords, and you get the sort of like bouncing bass, like boom, 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 Yeah, the bass, and then once he starts singing, the piano kind of goes up with him. Yeah, so he starts to play along there. Um, and then there is a chorus on the chorus. This is where we get a, I don't think it's quite choir size. Yeah. So whenever they hit the, the title line. Yeah. So like the last line of each verse. Yeah. And then, and then the on chorus? the chorus, they get a full chorus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing about this version, it is in uh, F major pentatonic. What is that? What what is what kind of scale is that, Alex? It's a major pentatonic scale. What kind of key is that? Is it the happiest of the keys? Um, yeah, that's that's F major pentatonic. The 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 song is in major major pentatonic scale. It's just different groups will transpose it into different keys. Right. But it's always major pentatonic. Okay. Um, and uh, I just took note of of which what what everyone put it into, except sure. for the Staples Singers. Now this is does he call it uncloudy day or unclouded day? This is uncloudy day again. Right. Um, um there's a piano solo in the middle of this one. Yeah, there's a couple solos. And by like... yeah, by the middle, I actually mean a quarter of the way in. <laughs> this one's about four and a half minutes long. Yeah, this is a fairly long version. Seriously. Over four and a half minutes. Um I I kind of noticed that like 
Yeah, there's a couple solo because they do like a guitar solo and they do a piano solo and they do an organ solo. Organ solo so like, yeah, so they all piano, get... guitar, then organ because guitar yeah. comes in at two twenty and then the organ solo comes in about three and a half. Yeah, they all like get their chance, but like, and the solos are really based on like the melody. So like they're really playing the the basic melody in that pentatonic scale, um, but like with some ornamentation stuff. Yeah, um, little solo bits, you know, um, and eventually eventually there's it really picks up and it gets to be a lot they kind of do this like slide yeah there's that slide you get kind of that later on does it like it's got a real like the country gang getting together and having a hoot nanny vibe and that's that's what they are doing here is that what outlaw country is i guess have a hoot nanny yeah having a hoot nanny or hoot nanny's outlaw like four four or more people are in a in a space getting drunk and playing country music that's a hoot nanny that's a hoot nanny that's a hoot nanny that's outlaw country um i also took note that this one had like more religious lyrics but also Probably the original, but just cut those out. Yeah. I or think, the Staples yeah. Singers version, just cut them out. Yeah. Because this is a song that had been around for a while. We were talking about um, Johnny Cash, the Johnny Cash version. He mentioned, mm, like, Jonathan this Cash. is the first song I ever sang uh, to an audience, and um, it was being backed by my mother. That's right. So here's a, here's a performance of this song. Uh, and that's from the 70s. 70s yeah yeah that be, i believe that was may 1970 on the johnny may cash show so yeah that's uh that's first but not last country version <laughs> far from the last um any other notes nope okay let's move into one of the only non-country versions don henley in 19 19- Don Henley himself. So this is before Boys of Summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this album was uh, I Can't Stand Still. And there's a lot of like interesting um, people working on this, on this album, particularly this song. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Withers did the backup vocals. He also did Ain't No Sunshine and Lean On Me. Right, yeah. So he's, you know, fairly well-known, fairly prominent guy. Um, there's a guy named Benmont Tench playing the keyboards, and he was a founding member of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Mm. So he was from like Gainesville, and those Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers guys are always hanging out with. Don I know, Henley. yeah, because yeah, who was the guy who worked um, on the next album that had Boys of Summer? Mike. Mike Campbell. That's right. Yeah, so Mike Campbell also member also worked with, um, with Don Henley. There were another a couple other names that were interesting. Or people that worked with stuff, but they didn't work on this song specifically, so I didn't write them down. Right. And this one is in C major pentatonic. Ah. So this one is like like white man reggae, right? This is <laughs> the, like yeah. It's, this one gets police. weird because it turns like reggae. Yeah. Like right off the bat, yeah. There, you get <laughs> it has this kind of like muted strum <laughs> on the two <laughs> and the four. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of wild. Um, and the drums, I like the drums in this one too. Um, it, obviously that's. I'm assuming it's Don Henley because he plays the drums. Yeah, that would make the most uh, sense, right? Makes sense, right? He's a drummer with his golden throat. That's right. We always got to talk about <laughs> We always got to talk about Don throat. Henley's golden throat. <laughs> Is that... One time, it was like a manager or something. He was like, I called him the golden throat. <laughs> Why? <laughs> How would you do that to someone? Um, but I don't know. He might have been a publicist. Maybe he was religious. You know, I hear the color gold there is very important. Very important. 
His throat is like Jesus. <laughs> um, so there's like a, a rhythm synth, I think, in here that's set to sound like horns or something. Not Maybe not immediately. Because there's that... You can hear it in the right ear, this thing going... Maybe There's also like about? a high synthesizer. Yeah. Kind of a whistly sound, but it's like... It's just like... Like if you take an organ, organs have like the settings for like 16 feet, 8 feet, 4 feet, 2 feet. So I think you just have to turn down the bigger numbers. Right. Then you should get a sound something like this. I don't know exactly what organ it is. Um, the other kind of neat thing about this song that I forgot to mention is there's a baritone guitar. Mm. Um, I don't know exactly what that sounds like, but I assume it's like a slightly higher bass. Okay. Right? Bass guitar, baritone guitar. That would make sense. Makes sense. Um yeah so around the second verse that organ comes in and he also he does the pop thing where you sing two verses and then you sing the chorus right classic yeah, classic save a little time give a little information before you just jack it up and, and go for broke even though like this chorus isn't that crazy it's pretty laid back because it's got that kind of reggae sound, yeah which and, is a little weird but and then it's you know don henley singing about the glory of god yeah is Don yeah. Henley religious? I have no idea. I would guess no. I thought his only religion was rock and roll, man. man. The church of rock and roll. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. It's and I I think there is something in this that all feels just very limp to me. It's weird to hear Don Sen Don Henley like crooning about the, the kingdom. Yeah, of God. I never <laughs> noticed like the second two verses. They talk about like you know the gold, the white throne. Yeah, throne, whatever. There's gold. There's the tree of life, and like that's kind of like general enough that you're like, yeah, that's like the hippie mysticism. Yeah, that you get like like if the first Eagles album, the the cover is just like they went into the desert and took peyote and like took a picture. Right. So it's very like. I don't know, free spirit. Like we're literally in the desert, <laughs> peyote. Like, but so the the first two verses are general enough that you could get that kind of attitude yeah, out like, of it. Okay, but then like, they start talking like way more specifically about like God, yeah, and heaven and how and, good he is, and like, and that he's smoking hot. He's got to be beautiful. He can't just be some ugly oh, bum. He's smoking hot. You you absolutely want to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> All you get is a smile, though. Oh, there's this. Little solo. Thank God we get this solo in here. I don't even know what that is. It's something stringy. (laughs) Oh, shit. Alex just took a huge bong rip. (laughs) Oh, man. Let me grab my fisherman's phone. Fuck, climbing up the studio here, Alex. (laughs) We get our intern fucking stoned. Hey, Moose. Get out of here. This isn't for you. <laughs> Moose take five. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is weird yeah. because it is Don Henley doing a reggae version of a gospel song. It just left me confused, I think, at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, it's the version I knew before. I kind of dig it. But, like, so there's something about just putting on, like, an old record and, like, listening to the whole thing that's kind of amusing. Yeah. And I think it makes you like the songs more. Oh, for sure. They don't necessarily deserve it. There's there's album deep cuts that suck that I will like swear by. <laughs> oh yeah, best best Alice Cooper album, Lace and Whiskey. Down. <laughs> like fuck yeah, bro. Have you ever you didn't heard write those songs. No More Love at Your Convenience? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking banger, bro. <laughs> like yeah, you got to get to the second half of Never Let Me Down. 
That's where things pick up, bro. <laughs> bro, now I want to listen to some whiskey. All right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, at the end, there's a lot more instruments. They really pick it up. But, like, that, we talked about this before. There's backup singers. Actually, we talked about that backup yeah. singer. Bill Withers. Bill Withers. Right. And as we get to the end of this one, it does that thing, kind of similar to Willie Nelson's, where it's like, get all the instruments in. Get the whole gang together. Everybody go. Let's do that synthesizer thing. Yeah, and let's praise God. Let's do it, man. Let's fucking do it. Glory to God in the highest. Speaking of the highest, uh, should we move all the way? I guess we got to move to Johnny Cash now. Yeah, let's talk about Johnny Cash now. All right. So Johnny Cash in the year 2003, probably. Oh, they tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise. They tell me of a home far away. They tell me of a home. Probably. The Man in Black himself. The Man in Black. Is that what they call him? I believe so. Is that what the, the Men in Black are called? The Men in Black? Pretty sure that is not the reason the Men in Black <sighs> are called the Men in Black. He's the Man in Black, not well, the Men in Black. Yeah, but He's they'd, be, they'd be an organization of Johnny Cash impersonators. <laughs> <laughs> that has to exist, right? It's gotta. It's too obvious. Um, right. So this one has, I believe, three guitars in it. At least three guitar tracks. And it's, if you could imagine... I'm, some of it, I'd believe, like, playing a rhythm and a bit of a picking thing okay. with one guitar. That's probably this part, and then there, but there is a, another Later guitar on. that comes in. I think it's put through sort of a filter, almost. There's definitely a violin. There's definitely a violin. Um, yeah, so it's kind of got that sound. Like, he's like, boom, boom, boom. But, like, he's all on one guitar, so he's kind of doing a strum, but also, mm -hmm. like, boom, boom, boom. Which is apparently possible. Um, I could never figure it out. Uh, also, this really sounded like late johnny cash to me because it's got that kind of like you know he kind of sings slow like yeah. he doesn't fall behind but he's slightly behind the beat right you know of like late johnny cash being like i hurt myself today. yeah he definitely sounds like he knows he has cancer and is gonna die yeah and like this was 03 as far as i can tell so yeah. he was dying <laughs> and like his uh his wife died like, right before he did. Oh, so yeah. So I don't know if she was still alive when he recorded this or not. But, Shit. Um, that's uh, June Carter Cash. June Carter Cash. If you ever Cash. saw... I, I, I saw Walk the Line, so I know a thing or two about Johnny Cash. Oh, yeah. The, the classic Johnny Cash documentary or biopic. Was that a big deal? Because my sister was really into it. So I, I, I can't tell if it's a big deal or not. I, I know, know Joaquin Phoenix is in it. It was funny. Did <laughs> I? <laughs> I think I did. I watched it at my grandparents' house. I think if you like Johnny Cash, it was probably a big deal. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, also, this version's also in C major, pentatonic. I was thinking of Walk Hard. The, <laughs> the Dewey Cox. Song. Yeah, which I think is probably in part based on Johnny Cash. Yeah, that's a funny one. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's, it's a funny one. Um, yeah, it sounds like, and I guess it makes sense for him to do this near the end of his life, because what you said earlier was that this was the first song he ever performed in front of an audience. Yeah, this there's also there's like a guitar solo pretty early on. Yeah, that has a kind of an interesting sound. It sounds very like deep and hollow. Yeah, like they're running it through a through a, a bass amp or something, but also some other stuff like the yeah. low ends. Really like a, like an interesting yeah processing effect on that. That was what I called the third guitar. Was that, was that the sort third of guitar. yeah? Yeah, that's an interesting sound. I see. What mm -hmm. And it's uh I'm. <laughs> I've written a note here. Is this how like people just rap over the rapper's delayed baseline? 
where like this song, like at least the way he plays it, the farmer in the dell. I don't know, man. I mean, I have to imagine this didn't take very long to record because he's like, I've been playing this for 40 years. Yeah, I suppose so. And once you know it a certain way, that's all you're going to fucking do. I just like, I guess it sounds to me like some kind of gospel slash country standard. Right. It's kind of generic. Mm hmm. And then, like, they're just like, hey, you, this is the chords. Like, play violin. Yeah. There's one part later on where it almost seems like the violin's getting a solo, but then, like, it doesn't. The guitar is just also playing. Yeah. The guitar might even have a solo. And like, as we'll see later, people just throw other country songs into the mix on this. So it just feels like you can, because the rapper's delight bass line is something that people will just play and rap over. The rapper's delight. It So that is what this sort of remind me of in the end is like just some like generic piece of southern gospel that, that you, you could like th sing throw anything on. Yeah, it's got that feel to it for me anyway, um, as well. But of course, we're we're gospel heathens. We don't. Yeah, really we are know. for sure heathens. Um, and I don't know much about like gospel music specifically, but this I mean it has I think a fairly distinct melody. But other than that. That version was very much like, we put the melody in, but like other than that, we just pick on the guitar and throw in some violin. Yeah. So that's what we got. That's what we got. And like, if you like Johnny Cash, you're going to like this version. Oh, yeah. Boy, let me tell you. Late Johnny Cash. They tell me of a place. All right. Coming up next. Coming in hot. Hey, I get it. Coming in hot. <laughs> Blaze Foley. And oh, they tell me of a home far beyond the sky. Featuring the Fuller family, which so he, is his family. Okay, I wasn't sure. His the, the full name Foley is. Family. Did I write it down? It's uh, I don't I didn't write down what his real name is, but it's something Fuller. Okay, um, so he died in like '89. Mm -hmm. This was came out, or this version, anyways, from 2011. I don't know if it came out before that. I, I couldn't think, find anything. No, because I think this was just like him <laughs> casually recording with his. Family. It really seems like not it a really professional. It really just seems recording. like a family sing along, and the quality on this version is like low garbage. Yeah, like, it's really low. Uh, there was another version by Brad Paisley that I didn't put on here, and mm. it's like I think less than a minute. But it really seems to be doing this. Okay. But also, I think it was from a couple years before this came out. Interesting. Maybe it was like a bootleg you could get or yeah, something. Yeah, that you could probably find um, around. But it's a similar idea where it's like lo-fi. Yeah. And it sounds like they really put it through some filters and made it sound like it was mm -hmm. recorded in like someone's room, like living room with, yeah. n with not great equipment necessarily. Yeah, this was, uh, so you can barely hear the guitar being plucked on this. Yeah. But, uh, so this was released, uh, as my understanding, for a documentary entitled Duct Tape Messiah. Because um, Blaze Foley was into duct tape, I guess? I guess. He, yeah, he's probably kind of a DIY guy. He, is, he died at the age of 39. And the Which is pretty young. Circumstances of his death was he was killed by his friend's son. Oh, that's right. Because he accused the son of stealing from his friend. He was stealing like his welfare checks and I think his like veteran checks. And so then the son shot uh, Blaze Foley. And apparently the son was acquitted on grounds of self-defense. So I don't know what the fuck Blaze Foley did first. But... 
Yeah, pretty wild circumstances. So then, yeah, you get this version. This version sounds like some frontier shit. It just sounds like yeah, absolutely. Like this would be in a like in Splash Mountain. Like yeah, like you turn on your fucking old school tran like not transistor radio like like your radio the light comes on because yeah. it's a tube or whatever. <laughs> He goes, shoulders Although this one is in um, E. E. Pentatonic. E. Pentatonic. Is that the saddest pentatonic? Is that the most reverent? Probably. It's the only one in E, so. Yeah, so like this one, I don't know. I think it was probably had a purpose in the documentary, but. Yeah, outside of the documentary, it maybe doesn't have a lot of value. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, I'm sure if you like Blaze Foley, this is a neat thing to listen mm. to because it's probably not, you know, it's not like it was a release, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of this moment of where he's not trying to uh, uh, make music to sell or whatever. It's music to just have fun. Yeah. So... It's interesting in terms of that. But other than that, there's, like, not much to it. Like you said, yeah. the guitar is, like, barely audible. It's just a couple people singing. You can tell which one is him because it's the most prominent voice. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, that's yeah. that's all it is. That's all it is. So in that same year, we're going to move on to <laughs> Dudley Styles. Dudley Styles, man. <laughs> <Hold> on. <coughs> Fucking Dudley Styles. So I picked this one because Dudley Styles has this real, like, old school, like, deep country voice. Oh, yeah. It's this fucking... And it throws you off because this one starts off with this very, like, holy choir and piano set. Yeah, the very beginning of this one is, like, very processed, like, full choir mm-hmm. singing the first verse. Yeah. Verse? Um, or the chorus? I think, yeah, I think they're singing the chorus. Yeah. And it's like like harmonizing and like doing like like the choir shit, you know? Like that's, they're legit. Yeah. And that's the first thirty seconds and then it like switches over to this really old school ass uh, country. And he's old. Like you look mm-hmm. at pictures of him, this is like white haired men. And then I think it gets a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> at that point. Honestly. Because you just get this like drums like and he's like, oh, oh they I tell can't. me of a home. Oh, for something her eyes. Tell me. And like of a home far away. Far away. You need some people yeah. doing that, but they don't have that. Um so this is like the most religious one. Yeah. Uh, um you get rhythm guitar, a bouncing bass, some piano, this his fucking voice. The choir comes back on the title line. Um, so when they say unclouded day, they come right. in, um, some slide guitar and violin comes in after that. And, and then, so it's really the first two minutes of this is actually uncloudy day. And then it switches to the song, uh, the sweet by and by. That's what it is. Yes. Okay. Which is much more like religious focused. Yeah. Even than uncloudy day. It's yeah. To our bountiful father above. Yeah. Is it's like very, very specific. Oh, also this one is in um, C major pentatonic for that first bit with the choir, and right. then they do a key change later on into D major pentatonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then they start talking like this other 
this other thing, this other song. Yeah, this other song, and this. So this talking song about is like meeting on this beautiful shore and there's melodious and songs in the blessed. And then, yeah, yeah. So it's a longer version because he just mashed another song. Yeah, what was it called again? The longer half, uh, sweet by and by. Sweet by and by. Where's the origin? Do you know the origins of that song? Um. Yeah, my ass. Fucking <laughs> 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 got uh, you, Alex. Take that, Dudley Styles. I probably should Not check me. that. But as soon as I was forced to listen to two country songs, I was. Kinda oh, but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. Um, the Sweet By and By is uh, attributed to is a Christian hymn with lyrics by S. Fillmore Bennett and music by Joseph P. Webster. It's from the year 1868, meaning it precedes this song by 11 years. Okay, so this is another hymn. It, I mean, it sounds like it. Yeah. But, but from the same kind of era. Mm-hmm. Well, 11 years, a lot can change in 11 where, years. And where, yeah, where they're both essentially like, there's a cool place, but it's not here. <laughs> it's just over there. You can't get there. Yeah, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. So this one's kind of about meeting somebody. Yeah, it's meeting the father who waits for us over there. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I did not did not care for this version. Yeah, it uh, was pretty... I mean, we've described it already. Yeah, it started off you one know. way. Did a did a, like a, a sweep the rug out from under you to just be something like I wasn't even I wasn't thrilled to hear a choir, and then I was like, what if it was just an old guy talking? And you're like, no, <laughs> still not great. There's another version I found. Um, I, we're not going to talk about it, but but we're going to talk about we're going to talk about it. Uh, Jim Ed Brown. It's Jim Ed Brown whites. with the whites, and there's American flags everywhere. <laughs> And if you listen to them sing, it's obviously like very processed. Um, it's on YouTube. God bless America is the name of the album. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Tell me the homeland farling. And Can't like, it's very clearly like heavily auto-tuned, considering yeah. it's like an old dude singing country music. Just let the old dude sing country. Let the music. old dude sing country music. Anyway, yeah. Let my people go. Ed Brown and the Whites. Ed Brown and the Whites. With that, we're going to talk about Randy Travis in 2014. They tell me of a home far beyond the skies. They tell me of a home far away. Oh, they tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise. Randy Travis is apparently neo-traditional country, which... Well, he, like, brought the mandolin back or something. I don't know. <laughs> Look at this guy. Um, yeah, I just got him down as American country and gospel music singer, songwriter, guitarist, and actor. Yeah, apparently at some point in the 90s, he, like, went harder Christian. He, like, left his label for another label and then started releasing, like, more Christian-focused music. So that's Randy Travis. Another name I recognize as a country artist but don't know his work yeah, at all. Yeah, I don't... I feel like I, and you know, there's just got to be a lot of guys like that in country because I was going to make a joke about him having two first names and that being a country thing, but I think, <laughs> it, I think it actually is a country thing. <laughs> Maybe. Trap. It's me, Randy Travis. Uh, this version is in D major. Okay. The saddest of the majors. Saddest of the major. <laughs> make um, pentatonic. Yeah, this is, uh, so there's 38 seconds of instrumentals off the bat. It's mostly just guitars, and then uh, a violin comes in with the vocals. And then my only real note on this one is, like, the end of the song, you get the beginning of the next track on the album. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Which I like tracks that run into each other, but it just, yeah. like, totally cuts off. Um, this one does seem to have, like, 
banjo and 12 string guitar at the beginning yeah it might be a mandolin i don't it's know. a real clusterfuck of strings yeah there at it's the a start. lot of strings and then they throw in a violin as well i think yeah i believe that sounds like it um at some point there's a bass and then he actually starts singing um there's harmonies as well on the chorus that's pretty standard for this song you know it's mostly uninteresting i really thought yeah on the more instrumentals at the two and a half minute mark so another instrumental break there's also if we go to 120 there's a moment where he likes tries to sing low and like doesn't get it <laughs> like when he sings his beauty and like doesn't quite hit it and like he didn't have to go down that low no, nobody like, that asked is him not to. <laughs> the melody he just wanted to but like it doesn't sound very good i, I mean think. honestly his voice in general kind of sounds like you ever watch the, the goofy movie Oh, I have. They go to, like, Lester's Possum Park or whatever. A goofy movie. A goofy movie, <laughs> of course. Please. And the possums do a little little country jamboree. Now gather around, my possum pals. Join the jamboree. Come hoot and howl and holler from the That's what he sounds like. He sounds like the country jamboree. Yeah, he was around. Lester's so. Possum Park. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. This dude's telling me about an unclouded day. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm staying in the night, brother. Um, should we talk about the Soldier String Quartet featuring Jason White, Taye Giro, uh, Bobby Radcliffe, and Napwa Devoy? Yeah, we should. So. I don't know who all these people okay, are. Okay, so the string quartet was founded by a man named Dave Soldier. This uh, this quartet has actually worked oh. with a lot of um, like pop musicians and stuff. They worked with Rick Okasek, um, and prominently they worked with uh, John Cale and several other members of the Velvet Underground in from 1992 to 1998. <laughs> um, the Jason White might be the touring rhythm guitarist for Green Day. That's the only Jason White I could find. Oh, I definitely got a singer-songwriter in like country music. That probably makes more sense. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can pull him up. Okay, yeah, get on I'll it. Pull um, him up so good. You meanwhile, I'll loose. talk about T. A. Giraud, who I'm probably mispronouncing that. She's the oh, vocalist, okay. composer, and she's also done some theater and yeah, stuff. And she's I, also worked with John Cale during that same period that the Soldier String Quartet did. Um, she hasn't updated her resume since 2004. Uh, Bobby Radcliffe is an American blues guitarist who started playing guitar at the age of 12. Bobby his, Radcliffe? Yeah, his most prominent acts are the Yarbs, who were a cover band of sorts, and the Northside Blues Band. This is the guy I could find. Jason, Jason White. Jason White. Okay. Uh, he. That's probably the one. Has done some things. Shades of Grey. So I thought it was weird that, that a dude who works with Green Day would be doing a cover of Unclouded Day. And then we got Napwa Devoy, who is in theater and also in music composition and singing. She's won some kind of award. Yeah, she has a Facebook page, but there's no, like, about page. But she describes herself as a singer, pianist, composer, lyricist, sometimes scriptwriter, and teacher of most of the above. And she's from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, shit. She's from OK. OK. OK, yeah. Um, so this one is, like... This it, is the Staples Singers version. Yeah, this is, like, an HQ version of the Staples Singers. They, like, come in. They've got that same guitar. I assume that's Bobby Radcliffe. Yeah. But then the like intro singing part that where they sing in the original is replaced by strings. Yeah. Like, 
whatever, you know, the, the quartet. <coughs> but they don't stick around for that long. No, they really don't. Because once they get to the vocal part, it's mostly harmonies. Um, so at that point, it's like, I don't know. There's no, there's no string quartet anymore. Yeah. So what? <laughs> they drop out. Why do they have the main credit on this song? I guess it's their album. It was nice of them to give everyone else screen time. Screen time. That's not the right word. Yeah. So th- these guys do, is that four and a half minutes I'm seeing there? That is four and a half minutes you're seeing there. Oh, Jesus Christ. Was, no way was fucking the one before. He, he did just about six minutes, or is that three minutes? That's three minutes. Okay. My eyes are not great. <laughs> um, Turn the light on. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, this is just like a, a, a version of the Staple Singers that I think is not as good by benefit of, one, the recording technology. Yeah, it doesn't have that same like ethereal feeling. It kind of mm-hmm. does, though. It has a bit of it. It doesn't have the same like period piece thing. Yeah, it's not yeah. even a period piece. This is the four Hollywood one. Like, this is... um, I didn't think it was bad or anything. I thought they all did a decent job. But it's like very close to the original. Because I think they picked the best composition of this song we've seen. The most like interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean it's not reggae, but it's not white man's reggae, but <laughs> but um, yeah, it definitely. I think they maybe could have used the strings a bit more. Like yeah, they like didn't got a whole I don't know, quartet maybe, there. Maybe it makes sense to not, but I feel like maybe there's... I think in a greater sense it makes more sense, too. Ooh. Maybe. Maybe. I won't tell you otherwise. <laughs> it was just like, it's just a bunch of people who are like, we all like music a lot. And, and like, they're all like technically skilled. They're just like music tech nerds and they got together and they're like, you know that cool song? On cloudy day, and they're like, "Yeah, let's play it." And then they did, and that's what this is. And that's what this is. It's like you know when we listen to Snow Mountain, the, <laughs> the one you picked as your favorite was the one that was essentially a high quality version of the right. original. Right. This is essentially that, but it is the bad version of that, where you're like, "Oh, take like upping this to HD actually makes it worse." Right, because there was so much that was added by the like. Lack of quality. Mm-hmm. It's similar to uh, Dan Johnston's songs, where like the, that lo-fi element is right. integral to what makes the song sound. Yeah, that it made does. it feel so like homemade. Mm-hmm. And it's just part of the atmosphere, and this is such a strong atmosphere in the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, that made it so like spooky and whatever we said reverent. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't really have that but it couldn't or it could Could. but you'd have to like shit on your tapes yeah and i think you'd need to push the if you wanted to make a different sort of like spooky push the string usage because they got that sort of like this you know frontier ass wild west cowboy shit yeah and but they they don't do anything no which i mean you think they could do something i don't know oh they're doing plucking in the back there yeah Oh yeah, I guess they are doing something. They're playing a bass line and Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. Fuck all, man. <laughs> yeah, this one was boring. Didn't need it. Let's talk uh, about hey, Marissa hey. Anderson in 2017. <laughs> Marissa Anderson. This is an instrumental version. Yes, it is. It is. Um, it is an instrumental it version. It is an instrumental version on the guitar. 
the electric guitar. So I, based on what I read about this person, they're supposed to be like a good guitar player. Mm-hmm. Classically trained musician. Um, they actually did an NPR Tiny Desk concert. So they oh. obviously have some renown. And uh, yeah, she she calls herself a classically trained musician who then goes on to do like country and jazz music. And yeah, what do you think of the guitar playing on this? The playing itself sounds fine, but the effects kind of make it a little muddy. Mm. I didn't love the tone on this one. Like, I don't know if that's like, it doesn't sound very distinct. And uh, it was so, like, intricate, but there was so much sustain on it. A lot of stuff just kind of, like, blended together. Yeah, muddies together. That's 100% true. So, and it's basically just the melody of Uncloudy Day. This is a shorter version. It's just over two minutes long. Yeah. So she plays the, like, bum, 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 na, 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 mm-hmm. but slower, I believe. Yeah, fairly slowly. And then, like, between, like, in any break... It's just, like, filled with, like, other shit. It's just a lot of, like, ornamentation and extra notes and, like, soloing and stuff. That was, like, I don't know. I don't know that it adds anything to it. Well, it literally adds something to it, but I don't know if I would say that makes it better because I don't really think it does. No. It was just, it was it was basically elevator music or the music you play at the, the intermission to your Wild West play. Like... It just was like, no, oh, yeah, I think this is unclouded day. And then you're like, okay. And just after like going through this marathon fucking set list of mostly country tracks, <laughs> it was just like, here, take it easy, brother. Yeah. This one's very easy to review. And I was like, thank you, God. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty straight because it was just that. It didn't really change throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there was another version uh, by Myrna Summers in the Refresh- Refreshing Springs, C-O-G-I-C. Don't know what that stands for, choir. And it was like eight minutes long, and I almost put it on. I was like, mm, maybe mm, not. No, no, bro. Uh, and I didn't. So here we are. So here we are. Um, Any last words on any of these songs before we move into the final verdict? The final verdict. One hour into the show. God, we're crushing it. We're crushing this one. Uh, let's see. The last version, B-flat major pentatonic. Also, the the letter grade I would give it B flat. E flat. <laughs> okay, not great. Not great. Oh, fine. A little bit above average. Yeah. With that, let's move into the final verdict. Um, Alex, we got three categories today. We always, as always. have three categories today. That's what we do here. And so the first category is worst version. The second category is best version. And the third category is most likely to convert you to Christianity. Oh gosh. Oh, good gosh, Christianity. golly. Christianity. All right. What's the worst? What's the worst version, version of this, Alex? Do you, want, do you have one in mind? I, I'm, you know I'm going to just get the ball rolling and throw yeah, Randy Travis under. Throwing Randy Travis under the, the ball? Yeah, fuck him. Rolling. Fuck his version. There's a lot of boring ones. There's a lot of bad ones. <clears throat> Dudley Styles was pretty rough, too. Dudley Styles is probably my worst. Yeah, that might be the right choice, too. Um, I don't know. It was just so, like nothing yeah it was just like it was almost a caricature of country music in itself you know yeah if it was a joke fine but it worked well enough yeah hey, look it's a shitty country song okay yeah I, th- I feel like i could say the same for randy travis who i li- <laughs> earlier compared to a, a an animatronic possum yeah an animated yeah. animatronic possum <laughs> not even a real animatronic not even a real possum. animatronic 
not even technology going into that. Well, there is, but anyway, yeah, that's my my worst version is Dudley Styles. Yeah, it was just complete garbage. Um, so yeah, my worst is Randy Travis. Alex, what is the best version of this? It's probably the Staple Singers. It's, it's obviously right? the Staple Singers, but like, that's not technically the original. Yeah, I, this one you can free for all, bro. So <laughs> yeah, all, none of these are the original <laughs> yeah. technically. Um, that's probably the best one. I still like the Don Henley version. The Don Henley version is the most different. Yeah, because um, that's like the most normal sounding to me, and yeah. I'm not like ooh country, get it away. Um, but I think at the end of the day, like if you want something that has that atmosphere and has like something behind it, compared to basically all these other ones that seem very flat, compared to that, that seem very like poppy. Hmm. That that one really has the feeling behind it, and I think that's what elevates it above any of these other ones we're talking about, and I'm sure any other version that's ever been recorded. Yeah, is it, it captures this feeling and so much stronger yeah. than any of the other. Although ones. there's quite a few versions, especially considering Secondhand Songs was being a bitch about giving me information about this song. Yeah, because there's two names, right? They can be called the Uncloudy Day or the Unclouded Day. Yeah. Um. So if you search one, it'll bring you to the uncloudy day. And if you search the other, it'll bring you to the uncloudy day. So the, And they're not all listed there. So like you search unclouded day and it says, oh, yeah, there's a version by Don Henley and there's a version by whoever else. Right. Um, but if you click on it, it goes to the other one. Oh, shit. So like yeah. it's just uh, anyway. But there's a lot of versions of this song. Yeah, no doubt. In the last like 100 plus years that it's been recorded. Well, I don't know about 100 plus years. 50s to 70 years yeah when did we start recording stuff officially 50s 40s i don't know before that because because like um like when did they invent gramophones right good question that's been around for a while yeah i guess it's been yeah so like um i don't know if they could have recorded it in the late 1800s but i think in the early 1900s yeah, that sounds about right. But I, I don't know that. the exact dates for any of this stuff. Neither do I, man. So you're going with Staple Singers as the best version? Yeah, I think I have to. I obviously agree it's the <laughs> only good version of this. Um, Alex, which one's going to convert you to Christianity? Christ- Christianity. 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 Um, well, I said before the Staple Singers was the only one that seemed like it had any weight behind it. Mm. But it's got to be Ed Brown and the Whites. <laughs> Gross, Alex. It's just because that, that, that a love of America, you'd get swept up in that. You just get swept up in the love of America and then kill myself. <laughs> and then you got to be Christian because you're dead, right? That's exactly right. See, for me, it'd be Don Henley because I would like be confused. Like you mentioned, I'd be like, be oh, like, yeah, yeah, reggae. Reggae and a little mysticism. I'm here for it, bro. And then Don Henley's like, quick, come to church with me. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess. When the phonograph come out, Alex? Um, It was called a, gra- a trademark... The gramophone was trademarked in uh, 1887. The phonograph, which is the generic name, has been around possibly longer. Possibly longer. Like the mid-19th century? That's fair. Okay. They've been around for a while. But I'll tell you this. If I, was, if I woke up like <laughs> drunk on a street corner in Texas... And then I heard Johnny Cash singing this. I'd probably convert to Christianity. (laughs) 
If you found yourself in Texas somehow. Yeah, and just like plastered out on my mind and, you know, woke oh, up feeling fuck. like shit. And he's, he's like, like they oh, they drill me. I'd be like, oh, it's, it's time to change my life around. Like, okay, Johnny Cash, I thought you were dead, but fuck. So those have been our reviews. Yeah. If you have a similar opinion, different opinion, or uh, want to talk about a version we didn't talk about, hit us up on Twitter at, you know, at Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise guy, hashtag CoverMePod. Or you can email us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. That's CoverMePod at gmail.com. You know, send us questions, comments, concerns, suggestions. Just anything you want to say to us. Say anything to us, and we will respond probably. Um, yeah, rate us, review us, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the other ones, you know, we're on podcasting apps. Come follow us up, this is gonna be a good year, 2020, we already reviewed a Queen musical, this year we reviewed a song from the 1800s, the oldest song we've ever reviewed, in the newest year we've ever recorded in. Yeah, was it older than Little Drummer Boy? Yeah, Little Drummer Boy's only like the 40s. Oh yeah, did the song go back further though? But the recordings did it? No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It, it was like, I'm pretty sure because the no, yeah, you're Carol right. of the Drum, 19. Okay, the, yeah, it was like based on an older thing. By Catherine Kennicott Davis. Was it based on like some old Polish something or other? Oh, Something yeah. like that. But it was like translated and different. Based upon a traditional Czech song. So, oh, Czech? That's kind of close. Yeah, Not that's really. the Polish people of Czechoslovakia. Oh, yes. But yeah, and then some, some American teacher. Uh, Catherine Kennicott Davis made. Yeah. So yeah, yes. this is the oldest song we've done. Yeah. Technically. technically. Think about that, folks. Think about that. Although the recording was, I don't think it was the oldest recording we've ever covered. No, because it was 1951 about, for the Trap Family. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we talked about the Trap Family back. Yeah. In, back last Christmas. Check it out. Last Christmas. But not the last Christmas episode. The episode from last Christmas. <laughs> That's right. But not 2019 not, Christmas. 2018, 2018 Christmas, yeah. people. Keep up. Keep up. Uh, this is time for a bonus segment. We're in. I, 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 we got a bonus segment today. We're going to ask Alex. Alex, who's your favorite country artist? Who is my favorite country artist? Can I say Frank Turner? Sure. He sometimes identifies as a country artist. Well, I'll let in you In fact, have it. there's that song, Try This at Home. Oh, yeah. Where he says something about like a half assed English country singer. Oh. I think he's talking about himself. That sounds right, Alex. All right. So it's a bit of a cop out. Other than that, country singers, country CCR, baby. Yeah, I don't even think they count as country. No, certainly not. The Um, band? Does the band count? Um, fucking Taylor Swift. Good choice. My choice. Final answer. Uh, Johnny Cash. Probably a good answer. There you go. Why not? I'm like country singers. I know. Leonard Skinner. Mm. All right. That's All been right. our bonus segment. Good country song. If you want to tell us your favorite country singer, hit us up with the hashtag MyCunt. <laughs> with an O. With an O. With an O. Like I in count. the word country. And uh, yeah, that's been the show. As we always say on Cover Me, oh, they tell me of a, of a podcast far beyond the skies. They tell me of a podcast far away. They tell me of a podcast where no storm clouds rise. They tell me of Cover Me.